Hey, witches. Welcome to The Lion, The Witch, and The Podcast. We are two mystic Leos discussing spirituality and human condition in the post-pandemic world. So hop in, witches, for going hexing. Happy anniversary, witches. Happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy, happy, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's our one year anniversary, what the fuck? Happy anniversary. Happy, I'm getting emotional, wow. I'm gonna start crying. (laughs) Too late, already have one tear. (laughs) One tear is already, no, actually before this, before we even started recording, I was already crying, so it's fine. Here we are, emotional and ready. (gasps) Emotional and ready. My God, what a year it has been. What a year it has been. Like, look at us. Look at this. Look at you. Look at you. Look at everyone. Look at you. I'm so proud of our progress and we've learned so much. Oh Oh my God. We've learned business witchy shit. We learned Mm -hmm. about ourselves witchy shit. We've learned... Oh God. We boundaries, witchy shit. Boundaries, witchy shit. And on top of that, our amazing listeners that are now our friends. Yes. Oh my God. The amount of people we have met through this podcast and just like have learned to love and have connected with. It's just so amazing. I'm so grateful for it. I know. Seriously. Like I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else but you. My partner, my, my, my bathroom twinsy, because we always have to pee at the same time and get back at the same time before we start recording. Also cycle twins. Also cycle twins, literally. And like, fuck, man, I'm so excited for us to see where this goes because we keep saying this, everyone, but like bigger things are happening this year for Mm -hmm. the podcast, for the merge, for the company, like so much. And we're just oh my we'll just see what fucking happens you know yeah we want to become like all-purpose witches right like one-stop shop we're we're so excited I have a question for you I have an anniversary question so what has been your favorite thing that you have learned from this podcast it can be like about yourself about witchy like subject matter what do you what do you got oh fuck you know actually you know what a huge thing that you have helped me with a lot is my love I know this sounds so lame but like it's my love for the moon it's Celine it's like it's the beginning of this podcast like I truly didn't know I didn't understand like what that purpose was for me and then Look at literally my whole and fucking apartment is all moon. Everything Celine <laughs> is fucking everywhere. And like that really just changed my life in so many ways. There's so many more things. There's so many more things. But like mm-hmm. she's like the first thing that popped up because she's my, my homie. She's my girl. And like, oh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that for how long since I was so young. Like mm-hmm. I didn't fucking know. But you, it, she's always been with you. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yes. That's, that's the big thing about like, we'll talk about this on future episodes, but like yes. patron deities, like they often don't come to us or we don't recognize them. That's a better term for it until like later in life. And it's always like a crazy realization of like, hey, this person, this energy, this force has been around for so long. And I recognized it through this, this, and this. Yeah. And it's so cool. Yeah. What about you? 
Hmm. Well, I have to say, I really, really love, well, like we talked about, like we learned so much boundary setting this year, um, you know, like just personal business mm-hmm. um, as well. I really love like our protection magic stuff. Cause that is a, oh, such yeah. a big thing for me. Um, obviously I learned how to make oils, which is amazing. And our protection <laughs> oil is bomb. Uh-huh. Um, but I loved, I really, really like, we'll always just go back to our protection magic episode. I loved that episode because it's like, in my opinion, I think it's something that every single magical practitioner should learn first. That Agreed. is like 101, learn to protect yourself, learn to ground and ward before you're even approaching advanced magic or even thinking about it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And you know your shit. Like, the amount of crystals that you have told me to one buy to protect myself. Let's not forget our uh, black tourmaline bracelets mm, because mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. And look at this oil that you have made. Like you've really, oh fuck, dude. Like <laughs> you, yeah, that that like. Thank you, golf club. Golf club. Um, I think like another cool thing too, is that like, we've done so many, we've like discovered so many budget hacks. Like the fact that you don't even have to like buy things for protection. You can literally just like, you know, put your energy out there and properly Mm -hmm. like intone your energy towards protection. And you, you can use free things like spit to cleanse and ward and like create sigils. And it's just, witchcraft is amazing. Like you don't need anything. You just need yourself you know that once again should go on a mug should go on a shirt (laughs) should go on a bag should go on a tattoo I don't know Mm, I mean try to fill out my sleeve anyway yeah true (laughs) you do need a whole like a big fat fucking photo of me Mm -hmm. on your arm right next to to all my dogs yeah This year has been so cool. It's been so interesting. It's been so hard and it's been so fun. And I'm so grateful for this podcast because it's something that I keep coming back to as a source of inspiration and just happiness. Like it's definitely, it's definitely something that's giving me so much direction in life and purpose and kind of our conversation before we even got on, but yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't have said it better. You took the words right out of my mouth. Pulled them right out of there. Yeah, pulled them right out. So on that note for our anniversary episode, what are we talking about today? We're talking about something really cool that I don't really know much about. And I'm really interested to dive deeper into and keep learning about. We're talking about weather magic, which is like, wow, that's like what you what you hear. Like, that's what you kind of think of when you think of witchcraft. You think of like, you know, somebody out in the woods like harnessing the power of lightning and like come on don't we all don't we like I (laughs) like oh my god yeah like how fucking cool what a cool what a cool topic it is a cool topic so what are our resources our resources today are weather magic and folklore by patty wingington from learnreligions.com traditional witchcraft a cornish book of ways by Gemma gary New World Witchery, a trove of North American folk magic by Corey Thomas Hutchinson, and The Crooked Path, an introduction to traditional witchcraft by Keldon. Should we? Yeah. Should we just do it? Let's just fucking do it. We should. We shall. What is weather magic? 
When we discuss weather magic, we're talking about utilizing the energy of storms, the sun, the snow, any natural movement of weather to enhance our spell casting or spell casting to directly affect the rain or shine. Patty Wingington of LearnReligions.com says, the term weather magic can be used to mean anything from divination forecasting to actual control of the weather itself. When you consider that many of today's folk magic customs are rooted in our agricultural past, it makes sense that an ability to foretell or change weather patterns might be considered a valuable skill. After all, if your family's livelihood and life depended on the success of your crops, weather magic would be a handy thing to know. The weather is an unpredictable force that often remains beyond our control, but that doesn't mean we can't harness power from the world around us for our magical workings in some beautiful way. Hell yeah. Just like any magical ritual, weather magic must be practiced with caution, respect, and responsibility. If you're approaching weather magic to try to throw a tornado off course or to stop a hurricane, your attempts are probably going to be met with a large degree of skepticism by the magical community. Practically, weather magic has been used for many things throughout time, like dowsing and outdoor rituals for petitions or offerings to the gods. We can collect rain to enhance our spell work with water from the heavens, and we may also preserve some snow from the first snowfall of the season for workings for change and transformation. As the earth transforms under the white blanket of winter, or for bindings or banishings, the power of a spring storm can be employed in fertility magic as it helps to grow the first crops and summer winds can be called upon to carry our influence to our friends from afar that need our help, like it carries seeds to sow the earth. Utilizing the power of weather in our witchy work as an ally and a guide is an excellent way to perform magic with weather or more directly working with aspects of weather like the winds or the rain can carry our wishes where they need to go. Oh, so cool. Just so cool. I know. Next part of the Google Doc, weather magic throughout the ages. How often have you heard the phrase, red sky at night, sailors delight, red sky in morning, sailors take warning. This saying actually originates in the Christian Bible, in the book of Matthew. He answered and said unto them, when it is evening, they say there will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, there will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering. While there is scientific explanation for the accuracy of this expression, relating to weather patterns, dust particles in the atmosphere, and how they move across the sky, our ancestors simply knew that if the sky looked angry in the early hours of the day, they were probably in for inclement weather, which is, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think like um, our ancestors just knew how to read patterns of weather and yep. like what weather event isn't totally witchy like I would I love that it's kind of associated with that mm-hmm. like especially like kind of destructive forces powerful forces like yeah that would have been like negatively you know impactful but yes I still think it's the power aspect there I think is important to associate with witchcraft I don't know I like it I agree but <laughs> In the book, Nebraska Folklore, author Louise Pond describes the efforts of early homesteaders to produce rain for their fields, particularly since they knew that the local indigenous tribes had rituals that were credited with controlling weather. In the 19th century, large groups of settlers often stopped what they were doing at a designated time so they can embark on a mass prayer for rainfall. A legend in Northern Europe tells of magicians who were able to harness the wind. 
The wind was imprisoned in a magical bag with intricate knots and could then be unleashed to cause devastation to one's enemies. If you're a fan of the Homeric works, you'll remember something like this being mentioned in the Odyssey. Snow days in particular are one of the most popular targets of weather folk magic. Spoons under pillows, pajamas worn inside out, ice cubes in the toilet bowl, and plastic bags over socks are just a few of the legends that school children have used for years in hopes of finding the good white stuff blanketing their neighborhoods. Did I do that in college when I saw snow for the first time? Yes, I did. <laughs> I have done the, um, the spoons under pillows and the ice cubes in the toilet, which like, <laughs> where did I hear that? I don't it's know. Okay. It must have been just intuitive. Very interesting. But yeah, we, you know, all we wanted was a snow day. All we wanted was to control the weather in that way. So everything comes back to witchcraft. Weather prediction folklore sometimes involved animals and examining their reactions to certain events. In the Northern Hemisphere, the celebration of Imbolc or Candlemas coincides with Groundhog Day. While the notion of holding a fat rodent up to see if he projects a shadow seems quirky and campy, it's actually something similar to weather predictions done centuries ago in Europe. In England, there's an old folk tradition that if the weather is fine and clear on Candlemas, then cold and stormy weather will reign for the remaining weeks of winter. Scotland's Highlander had a tradition of pounding the ground with a stick until the serpent emerged. The snake's behavior gave them a good idea of how much frost was left in the season. In Appalachia, there's a legend that if the cows are laying down in their fields, it means rain is on the way. Although cows have been known to seek shelter under trees or in a barn when bad weather comes. However, there are also stories that if a rooster crows in the middle of the night, it is foretelling rain the next day. And that if dogs begin running in circles, poor weather is coming. It is also said that if birds build their nests closer to the ground than usual, a hard winter is on its way. So many legends, like, you know, like winter div or not even winter divination, weather divination. Yeah. It's like it's so ingrained in our culture as well. Like everything is coming up witchcraft, mm -hmm. honestly. <laughs> Dowsing is the ability to find a water source in previously unknown areas via divination. Professional dowsers were hired to locate new places to dig wells. This was typically done with the use of a forked stick or sometimes a copper rod. The stick was held out in front of the dowser, who walked around until the stick or rod began to vibrate. The vibration signaled the presence of water beneath the ground, and this was where villagers would dig their new well. This was employed especially after a rainstorm to help the attraction of the rods. During the Middle Ages, this was a popular technique for locating new springs to use as wells, but it later became associated with negative sorcery. By the 17th century, most dowsing had been outlawed because of its assumed connection to the devil. So far, we have learned that weather witching has been employed in the past to divine patterns of weather, either through the observation of animal behavior or the legends associated with controlling the weather through ritual. But what about performing weather magic in our modern times? How can we apply the knowledge and methods of the past to enhance our contemporary spellcasting? Well, we're going to tell you. Performing weather magic. There are many ways of working weather magic. Gemma Gary, author of Traditional Witchcraft, A Cornish Book of Ways, offers us some traditional methods of the working of weather. When rain is needed, an iron vessel and a knife are both taken to a high place, be it a rocky carn, hill, or towering clifftop. 
Within the vessel, a small fire is made, and upon this is set a good bundle of ferns and some henbane to burn with much smoke. The aid of the spirits is invoked with dances made against the sun around the iron vessel of rising smoke. The blade is held aloft as conjurations for rain are muttered into the smoke as it rises to the sky. Further circumambulations may be made around the smoking vessel while sprinkling water upon the earth from a dipped branch of heather. To raise or lower the wind, make a windstone, thread a good length and cord through a hagstone and tie eight knots along its length. Take this out to some exposed place and begin to whirl the stone in the air above your head whilst invoking the spirits of the air. The speed at which the stone is whirled must be adjusted in accordance with the speed of the wind to be conjured. To slow the wind and conjure calm weather, one must begin by whirling the stone at great speed and gradually slow it down. To conjure great winds and gales, start to whirl the stone slowly and gradually increase the speed to conjure the level of wind desired. I would just want to go outside and... and <laughs> <laughs> fly around with her <laughs> literally like so I literally just want to like fucking do that right now that sounds so much fun I'm gonna go and try that tomorrow in a secluded <laughs> place <laughs> well you know how it goes right <laughs> west country witches also highly prize the pricking tool which is made from a single tine antler there were made use of as a hand tool when working with spirits of the air and the sea to raise or settle winds and to conjure things or to send them via force and movement of the wind, or to make conjurations or banishments via the rising or ebbing forces of the sea tides. Another highly prized tool is the dowsing rod, which can be easily DIY'd. While getting practice dowsing using the traditional tree branch method is wonderful, Corey Thomas Hutchinson, author of New World Witchery, tells us that you can also make a crude but effective set of dowsing rods from household materials. With two old pens with the plastic or cardboard casings, two wire coat hangers, and a pair of wire cutters or pliers, begin by taking the pens apart. You'll only need the thin two-blade casing of the pen. Clip your two clothes hangers of the necks and gently bend the sides until you make the large L shape with them. Put the shorter end of the wire L into the pen tube and hold one tube in each hand. Try to start with your long wires paralleled and pointing in front of you and hold the rods at chest level, maybe a foot or so away from you. Ask the rods to help you find whatever you're dowsing for and slowly begin to walk back and forth over the area. When the wires drift closed into an X, it is the spot where your water is hiding, or so the theory goes. Keldon, author of The Crooked Path, says that instead of feeling powerless in the face of the different meteorological tides, witches have a deeper understanding of how to tap into and channel the power of the weather in order to achieve our magical intentions. Each form of weather has its own magical use, and there are countless ways to apply them in your own craft. Whether it's a soft breeze, a fearsome tempest, whenever the wind blows, change is never far behind. Magically speaking, wind can be used to carry our spells and prayers in their intended destinations. The wind, based on which direction it is heralding from, is charged with corresponding magical virtues. The north wind is employed for binding, banishing, and hexing. The east wind is employed for clarity, inspiration, and wisdom. The south wind is used for protection, love, and courage, and the west wind is used for healing, cleansing, and intuition. 
Casting on the wind is a spell offered by the author, harnessing the virtues of the wind. It can be performed outdoors where you directly experience the wind on a day where the wind is blowing from a direction that corresponds to your magical intention. Begin by holding your arms outstretched above your head with fingers spread wide. Close your eyes and focus intently upon what you desire. Feel the wind as it moves through and around you. Sense it magic mingling with your own. When you have sufficiently called to mind what you'd like to manifest, then speak, chant, or sing words of intention into the wind. Allow each word to leave your lips and be carried off by the breeze, knowing the spirits of the wind will carry them where they need to go. Now it's windy as fuck over here, so I think I might be doing that after. I think you might be. Um, This is a great example of what I was saying earlier that you don't have to spend a cent of money in order to do witchcraft. Literally. All you need is to literally go outside and yell your intentions into the wind. Uh, Or speak them or whisper them, but I like to yell them. I would yell them. I would fucking sing them. I'm going to sing them. Yeah, that's perfect. I love that. Rain is vital to many landscapes as it replenishes and renews the earth providing life-giving water to both plants and animals. For humans, rain can be just as restorative as it energetically possesses healing and cleansing properties. Collecting rainwater can be a great way of accessing and utilizing the magical virtues of this particular type of weather. The next time there is a rain shower in your area, place a jar or a bowl outside for a couple of minutes. When you've collected enough water, bring the container inside. You can store the water away for later use and use it sooner rather than later is recommended. The author offers a rainwater infusion recipe for healing and cleansing with two separate infusions. For both recipes, you will need two cups of fresh rainwater. To begin, pour the water into a pot and bring it to a low boil. Then pour the boiling water into a bowl over the following herbal mixture of your choosing. For healing, use chamomile, echinacea, and plantain. For cleansing, use sage, rosemary, and vervain. Allow the herbs to steep for at least 10 minutes before straining them out. You can add the healing infusion to your bath or apply it directly to the areas of the body associated with sickness or injury. The cleansing infusion can be stored in a spray bottle and used to clean your home and certain magical items. Um, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And like you being in California, you have very sparse rain. And I think one, one of the funny, funniest hell things that Blake had said when we met him was um, when it rains here in California, everybody just like loses their goddamn mind. They do. Doesn't, doesn't know what the hell's going on. They no. forget how to function. Yes. <laughs> so crazy. And remember, what was it like, was it two weeks ago when it was raining like five days in a row? That never fucking happens in California. Sean, you were like, yeah. so did you get that rainwater? So are you going to get did that, you get that right? rainwater? Obviously I did. Yes, I did. Of course I did. <laughs> so this is perfect. I can totally see you like infusing chamomile in it and using it for like a healing. Oh, bitch. A healing mm-hmm. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> perfect. Thunderstorms are both physically and spiritually electrifying. The energy given off by thunder and lightning can be used to amplify any spell or ritual, as well as to charge magical items such as charms and talismans. If you have a particular spell that needs an extra magical boost, try casting it on a stormy night, allowing the thunder and lightning to punctuate your words and actions. Call out to the spirits of the storm, asking them to join you in your working. 
Reach out and take hold of the lightning and thunder's magical power, combining it with your own before projecting it toward your intended goal. To charge magical items with the energy of thunder and lightning, start by setting the item upon your dish. Then simply place the dish outside or on a windowsill where the item can absorb the storm's electrical virtue. This should go without saying, but please do not deliberately put yourself in danger during a lightning storm for magical purposes. Being struck by lightning is still deadly. That's not good. That's not good, everyone. Uh, yeah. Let's always remember to be, you know, safe when we're yes. performing magic that your safety comes first and your health comes first. So, yep. Yep. But, but still, like, uh, I really want to cast during a storm now. I like, I'm so pissed that I didn't even think about it when we had those crazy thunderstorms a couple weeks ago, but you I know what? I not about it either. Yeah. Right? But that's okay. Cause next time it's happening. And yeah, now we think about it. Now we think about it. We're going to mm-hmm. be storm witches each us all. Yes. <laughs> While other forms of weather, such as wind and lightning have fast paced magical energy, snow and ice have the ability to slow things down. Scientifically, we know that the molecules in water reach a freezing point. They have slowed down enough to become solid. We can employ the virtues of snow and ice in our magical working to help problematic situations or even bind our enemies. A ritual to bind with snow and ice is a way in which we can magically bind a harmful or otherwise problematic person. You may perform this spell either indoors or outdoors, during the waning moon or on the night of a new moon. You will need a picture of the target and a bowl of snow or a bowl of rainwater if you don't have snow in your bioregion. To begin, obtain a picture of the individual and on the back, write out their problematic behaviors that you'd like to see stop. If you have snow in your region, go ahead and collect a good amount in the bowl or use rainwater. Next, bury the picture in snow or submerge it in rainwater before placing the bowl in your freezer. As you complete these actions, recite the following spell thrice. With this spell, I ice you out. Your harmful actions become nout. I bury you within the frost. So from my life, you'll now get lost. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think this needs to, wow. All of these rituals are fucking amazing. They are, they <gasps> are. And this is, this is a great way to like, you know, it's kind of like, well, it's a banishing, you know, it's not like harmful to the person, but it's just like, get the fuck out, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah. Like it's a, like a little, like a uh, fly, like a, like a, <laughs> You swat in that fly. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Perfect. Remember that you don't need to have a planned ritual for weather events. The rituals we have discussed here today are only meant to help you direct you toward your magical goals. Keep in mind that you can always use weather events as amplifiers for your normal or preferred workings, like utilizing the energy of a storm during a powerful ritual or collecting rainwater during certain moon cycles to add to your watering schedule or magical baths. Don't be afraid to get creative with magic and always make it your own. And there's so much more to weather magic that we don't know, but I bet you guys do. I bet there's, there's so like, weather magic is so fucking cool. And you're right, Sean. It's literally, when you think of witches, what do you think of? You think of some bitch out there with her hands in the air at night, like literally getting the the lightning all striking. Yes, you know, and running striking. in the rain and like screaming, like that's what they're doing. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And that's exactly what I want to be because oh. who didn't love the X-Men or should I say X-Women? I mean, I love Jean Grey, loved Jean Grey. She was my favorite. However, Storm, 
mm-hmm. was a badass fucking bitch. And I wanted to be Storm a lot. She was just everything. So, I mean, who doesn't want to be Storm? You know? This is true. I'm. You're not wrong. You are <laughs> not wrong. And that's the end of the Google Doc. That's it weather is. magic for now. Yep. For now, this is maybe weather magic part one. Maybe we'll maybe we'll have a storm witch on here someday. Maybe we'll have a snow oh, witch. Yeah. You know, I'd love to see it. Oh my god, that's amazing! And yeah, we really hope that you enjoyed our one year anniversary episode. This yeah. is like super special, super meaningful. We really hope that you liked this episode because we did, and <laughs> we hope you did and our past episodes and you know where to find us on the shop more things are coming on the shop everyone get ready mm-hmm. get, get ready for home. valentine's day thing valentine's day get ready for that get ready for more episodes get ready for fucking cool shit that's coming you know where to find us on the instagram on the website on my armpits are sweating oh my god i like literally <laughs> feel wow you know when like hey, you can hey, feel hey. Like yes. all of that, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, sorry, everyone. So, um, I don't even remember where I was, so I'm just going to stop. Um, listen, <laughs> love, like share, subscribe, um, tell people and check out our shop, check out our Instagram, uh, join our mailing list. You're going to get free things if you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have a great day. Drink water, um, eat your favorite food and have lots of chocolate dairy or non-dairy oh good thing we love you witches we will see you next week bye